from the Mercy One Studio. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International. Welcome back, everyone. John Lee, Eddie in the morning. Here in Iowa, Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. We are streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Thank you so much for joining me today, Wednesday, April 15th. We've got a great show in store for you. Jamie Wolf is going to be on coming up at 7.15 today. She's a senior editor at Ave Maria Press, and there's a new book out called Teachings for an Unbelieving World. It was by John Paul II in these are really when he was Archbishop uh, Carol Wojtyla, but these are recently discovered reflections on St. Paul. Uh, the forward was by George Weigel, the introduction, Scott Hahn, uh, but John Paul II wrote this. I, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, and and my, my big question for her is, these were newly discovered, but who discovered them? Where, where do these uh, where do these writings come from? So we'll have uh, her on coming up at seven fifteen today. Bo Bonner coming up at seven forty five. Director of Campus Ministry and Assistant Professor at Mercy College of Health Sciences, also co president of the Newman Idea. Uh, we're going to be talking to Bo today all about saints during the plague. So um, th- there are different plagues throughout history, as we know, but there was also saints that battled them and saints that became saints uh, in spite of them, which is our call as well during this time today. So we'll talk to Bo about those saints coming up at 745 today. Mark Amadeo with your news and sports. We'll have your weather straight from the desk of Channel 13 meteorologist Megan Sowa. We'll have your saint of the day coming up in the second half hour as well let's get to it deacon tony valdez let's offer our day to almighty god god our father we offer you our day we offer you all our thoughts words joys and sufferings in union with the heart of jesus holy spirit be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love mary mother of jesus and the church pray for us amen amen let's go to mark amadeo with the news and sports news and sports with mark amadeo well sir well, good morning, John. Happy Wednesday to you. Uh, see, we got a little bit of snow overnight. We can't we can't say we got snow in the pumpkin. How about snow on the uh, the Easter Bunny? He he may have gotten a little a yeah. uh, little taste of that. Couldn't get away from it this time, could we? But not that much. No, no, just in the grassy areas for the most part. Although it did affect uh, traffic early this morning. Jimmy will have an update here later. But uh, yeah, that's some one of the ramps shut down on one of the. Uh, uh, mixed masters here in Des Moines earlier this morning. I think it's opened up, but uh, yeah, there are some slick spots out there driving, so be careful. And we also have this thing called fog this morning. Mm-hmm. I, I thought of you yesterday. I filled up my car for the first time in a month. <laughs> well, welcome to the one month club. It was five weeks yeah. for me, but a month for you. Yeah. Some some people are doing too much driving during this pandemic. I know. I, I couldn't believe it. And it was cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. I had reports yesterday of uh, gas under a dollar a gallon. I mean, way under a dollar a gallon up in Ankeny. So, you know, that's that's how our our lifestyle is now. Gas is really cheap. Ankeny seems to have that cheap gas. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. I don't know how that's all figured in, but uh, they've had that even when we were paying two, 
two and a half dollars a gallon. They even had it then. They were always cheaper. But nonetheless, we got a little snow. It's going to melt off uh, later on today. But uh, how you been holding up? What's uh, what's what's your week been like post Easter? Holding up, I'll tell you. Just writing. You're working on that new book. Uh huh. Are you getting about a chapter a day, or, or depending on how long your chapters are? Is that it? That's a, yeah. You'd feel like you'd be able to push that out, but uh, I, you know, for for me, I probably erase three times as much as I actually write. So, you know, for every every you know page that I write, I've probably already erased three pages before that. So it's just kind of the way I roll. Yeah, I have one of your uh, first books here. Uh, of course, I, I asked your wife to sign it because she seemed to be part of that book. So <laughs> I didn't really want your signature on it, but uh, hopefully we'll have another one soon. There you go. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get right to it this morning from the WHO-TV Channel 13 Weather Desk and meteorologist Megan Selwan. As you open up the windows and doors this morning, you'll look out and you'll see snow in the grassy area. We had about a, an inch of snow or so across central Iowa. Right now, we got a dense fog advisory until 9 o'clock this morning here in central Iowa, so be mindful of that along with uh, the slick roads uh, that we had overnight with the snow. Uh, currently, we have cloudy skies 24 degrees, a northwest wind at 5 miles per hour at the Mercy One Studios here in Des Moines. And today, we'll see patchy fog give way to cloudy skies. Today's high 44 degrees, west-northwest winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, cloudy skies, light snow showers are again possible, overnight low of 29 degrees. And then tomorrow, uh, rain, snow, mainly south of Interstate 80, a high of 42 degrees. On Friday, all dry up, clear, partly cloudy rather, and dry, high of 50 degrees for Friday. And the weekend looking even better, partly cloudy both Saturday and Sunday, highs in the lower 60s. So we have some good weather weather to look forward to. Well, in the news, on this uh, Wednesday morning, uh, Des Moines International Airport officials have closed a terminal and shut down services and delayed projects to save money during the uh, coronavirus pandemic. Now, uh, Passenger traffic is down 95% at the airport. Therefore, Terminal A is now closed. All flights go through Terminal C at the Des Moines International Airport. All airport restaurants are closed with the exception of Friedrich's Coffee. And just one of four economy parking lots remain open. About 210 passengers and crew are traveling through the Des Moines International Airport each day. That's down from a high of more than 8,000 passengers a day before the pandemic. In other news, uh, Iowa Governor Ken Reynolds' uh, daily coronavirus update yesterday, and these are the uh, latest numbers from uh, Tuesday's press conference, 189 new cases of the virus here in the state of Iowa, with six additional deaths also reported. That brings the total number of positive cases in the state of Iowa to just under 1,900. Uh, the number of deaths in Iowa attributed to the coronavirus now stands at 49. Today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. And again, all high school spring sports and activities here in the state of Iowa have been suspended indefinitely. Uh, Practices could begin next month uh, for girls and boys track, soccer, golf, and tennis, but that is if schools can reopen. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, we have a dense fog advisory here in central Iowa until 9 o'clock. Currently cloudy skies and fog, 24 degrees with a northwest wind at 5 miles per hour. That feels like temperature this morning, 17 degrees. And today that patchy fog will give way to cloudy skies, a high of 44 degrees. West-northwest winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio. News, weather, and sports on your Wednesday morning John Leonetti show. Coming up, Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. 
Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, and Mercy Medical Center. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. We uh, do have an accident to be aware of. It has the I-235 eastbound ramp closed on uh, East University. That is an earlier accident. They're trying to get things cleaned up and out of the way. Otherwise, still lots of construction to be on the lookout for. So look for reduced lanes and road closures as you are out and about today. Follow posted detour signs. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at BD construct.com that's traffic on iowa catholic radio thank you jimmy uh there's a new piece that came out a few days ago from eric guess a blog called worshiping god when you're confined in your home there's a lot of these that seem to be coming out here soon or lately uh and and yeah i've really i've really enjoyed them you know one of the things that i've really tried to be intentional on doing during these uh during these days is to learn you know i i said this to my wife the other day i just i kind of want to be a student again now I um I got my master's degree in moral theology a number of years ago, and uh, I, I was thinking about going back, you know, to, to maybe even get a doctorate. And my wife kind of put a halt to that with uh, with everything that we've got going on here. Uh, and I and I think that's probably wise, you know, when when you get a doctorate, that's a, a family decision. That is not just a an individual decision. But that doesn't mean that we can't still be students, uh, and especially students of of the Lord, students when it comes to our faith. And I hope during this time, friends, that you are um, that you're really uh, getting intentional about learning and growing uh, in the faith during this time. Uh, I, I have a course called Simplify um, that I, I moved down actually to just a dollar. It's normally forty nine dollars. It's a full course that I put together, uh, and um, you can go to CatholicCourse.com if you want it. And it's just a dollar during these days, and, and because I want to not only learn but I want to teach. And help others learn and grow in their faith. And, and, and there's so many different opportunities that are out there right now in this. So many different opportunities. And, and uh, you know, Eric, guess he, he kind of put some of those together. You know, when we worship our Lord. So it's one thing to pray the rosary. Uh, but it's another thing to be able to learn what it is. You know, and, and to deepen our prayer in the rosary. Now, of course, there, there's a difference between, you know, talking about God and talking to God learning about God and actually entering into relationship with God. And some people want to just take the first half, you know, learning about or talking about and just kind of leave it there. But as I've said before, especially on this show, is is when we learn about God, that is to funnel us into right relationship with God. You know, it, it is to funnel us into getting to know him in a deeper way. So when I come to learn how to pray the rosary, how to pray the liturgy of the hours, you know, how to pray with sacred scripture, Th- then what happens is my, my life deepens, my prayer enriches, and there are so many good things out there when it comes to the rosary, great things that the saints said. Father Donald Calloway wrote a, a phenomenal book on the rosary to be able to help us uh, really dive deeper into it. Lexio Divina, as I said before, you know, many saints would, would pray with sacred scripture, that sacred reading, just kind of, you know, chewing on the words of God, if you will. 
entering deeper into sacred scripture. There's, of course, a lot of different programs on, on sacred scripture out there as well. But this is just my plea for you this morning, friends, and that is to to learn about the faith in a deeper way during this time. Don't don't waste this incredible opportunity that our God has given us to be able to deepen that relationship with him. And again, it, it goes deeper than just kind of flipping the beads. I, I said my rosary today. You know, I've said thousands of rosaries. I've prayed probably about half. And when we, we dive deeper into the rosary and what it is and how to pray it, learning at the, at the foot, at, at the feet of, of the saints in this, uh, I think in a, in a beautiful way, I think in a beautiful way we'll come to, uh, to enrich our prayer lives. So there's a great piece, Eric Guest, um, and uh, uh, worshiping God when you're confined in your home. Coming up right after this, friends, we're going to have Jamie Wolf on. She's the senior editor at Ave Maria Press. There's a new book that came out by Carol Wojtyla, otherwise known as St. John Paul II. There were some writings that were found uh, from him and St. Paul. So we're going to talk to, uh, to, to uh, uh, Jamie all about it. Teachings for an Unbelieving World is the title of the book. Jamie Wolf, right after this. Don't go anywhere. John Lee and Eddie in the morning here on this Wednesday, April 15th. Thanks for being a part of the show today. And a thank you to Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling for underwriting the show. Satisfaction, yes, customer satisfaction always comes first, whether it be plumbing, heating, air conditioning services for over 20 years. Golden Rule. You know, one thing that I didn't know about their technicians is they are trained in their training facility. 100% satisfaction guarantee. GoldenRulePHC.com. Thank you again. That's GoldenRulePHC.com. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessman International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at blessmaninternational.org. That's blessmaninternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral home and crematory for underwriting christ is the answer losing a loved one as we know is never easy and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times but caldwell parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith caldwell parish funeral home and crematory is des moines only catholic owned and operated funeral home the number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for underwriting Christ is the Answer with Father Ricardo and for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Father Ricardo is featured daily at 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. Confluence Brewing Company is located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake. Confluencebrewing.com. 
Amazon Smile is a simple way to support Iowa Catholic Radio. When you are shopping on Amazon, consider shopping through Amazon Smile instead. When you do, you get all the same great deals, and your order will also help support Iowa Catholic Radio. All you need to do is choose Iowa Catholic Radio as your nonprofit to support when you first log in, and Amazon will do the rest. Every Amazon Smile order you make, Amazon will donate to Iowa Catholic Radio. Support Iowa Catholic Radio while you shop at smile.amazon.com. And thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. No man is Joining me today, friends, John Lee, Mitty the Morning, right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Appreciate you being a part of the show today on this Wednesday, April 15th. We are outside of the Mercy One studio, as some of you can tell right now for the time being, but we'll be back in no time. Don't you worry about that. Bo Bonner coming up in the second half hour today. We're going to talk about saints who battled the plague. So for our weekly segment with Bo, let's go to my next guest. She is a senior editor at Ave Maria Press. Jamie Wolf joins me. Hi, Jamie. Hey, good morning, John. Good morning to you. We're talking about teachings for an unbelieving world. Recently discovered writings from St. John Paul II. Who discovered these? Yeah, so they were evidently hidden in a drawer uh, for all these years and brought forth and and, uh, given to the archives in Krakow uh, and then studied and now finally published as well. So the first time they were published in Polish was just in 2018. And then the Vatican published an Italian version last year, and we're out with the English version right now. So it's, it's pretty exciting. It seems, that by just by the title alone, that the book is relevant for our time today. It is, in fact. In fact you could argue that it's more relevant now than when it was written, which is probably mm. around 1966. They're not quite sure. Uh, and we're not sure, actually, if these teachings were ever given to anyone or if they were written for a particular audience. It's, uh, it's kind of shrouded in a little bit of mystery there, but uh, they're, they're an extended meditation, so it's like 13 brief teachings based on Acts 17, and in the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 17, you have that really dramatic scene of St. Paul preaching the gospel to the cultural and intellectual elite in Athens, and it's kind of a flop. He doesn't come away with a lot of uh, new converts. And, you know, we don't have a letter in the scriptures written to the Athenians. So, you know, it didn't come out maybe the way he had hoped. And yet John Paul here uses it as a framework to discover the entirety of the faith, to articulate the faith, and to explore that notion of what it's like to live the faith and proclaim it in a world of unbelievers, as Paul did in that pinnacle moment. Um, I mean, with what St. John Paul II battled in communism growing up, you know, all all of what he battled against, atheistic regimes, um, you know, this is something that uh, was so close to his heart. Uh, I'm sure as you combed over these writings, you were able to see that. I mean, this isn't something that he's just kind of preaching from on high. This is something, uh, and these reflections have to be born from an interior uh, knowing, an experience that, that he experienced and battled throughout most of his life. Yeah, and it's really interesting because it does seem that he keeps returning to this particular piece of scripture. Um, you know, you see it in, in this work, which is twelve, written, probably written a dozen years before he was elected uh, to the papacy. And then you see it at the beginning of his papacy. He kind of quotes Acts 17 and in one of the first encyclicals. And then at the end of his papacy, in the last pilgrimage journey to the Holy Land and to Greece, he's there again and made it a point of being at the Areopagus. So what was this 
what was it about this passage that just kind of held his attention for really all his life? And, and I think you discover that here. Um, he sees in this um, whole encounter of Paul with, with uh, really bright, intelligent, and well-thought-of people, right, you see the seeds of all the themes that he brings up during his papacy. So you see them in seed form. So it's, it's uh, you know, the human being in truth, the human being in freedom, uh, the mystery of redemption, the Eucharist, uh, and, and the redemptive and spousal nature of love. And it's, it's very beautiful because you see here in this book, uh, and it's very brief and very readable. It reads like Wednesday audiences. It's not one of these heavy John Paul philosophical things, right? Um, you see it all in seed form. And then you kind of realize that it's been held in a drawer for 50 years, and it comes out now. And maybe in some ways it's not just a preamble to his papacy, but a last will and testament. You, you answer my next question, because I was going to say, you know, looking at all of these different reflections, uh, they are themes of his papacy. <laughs> it's written down right here. I mean, yeah. he, again, the Eucharist, the truth and, and freedom, and, and of course, the, the self-giving, redemptive uh, nature of human love. I mean, how much should he talk about that, the theology of the body? So uh, this was just a recurring exactly. theme for him. I, I, I was wondering, you know, how, how could he write anything else? But apparently there's more. There evidently was, and, and it, uh, it, it kind of formed the platform, right, the, the, the kind of thing from which he'd continually draw. And perhaps, you know, those who are interested in kind of looking at what was going on inside his mind and his thoughts, uh, perhaps this book of Acts, this chapter 17, really had a lot to do with it. He does keep returning to it, and uh, it's, it's very powerful. Uh, which one's your favorite? I really like the beginning because he talks about the altars to the unknown God. You know, and Athens had this history, which, by the way, is unpacked really beautifully by, uh, by Scott Hahn. We, and we asked Scott Hahn to write an introduction to this book and George Weigel to write a foreword. So you don't get any better than those two uh, experts. But, uh, you know, Scott Hahn really gives you the, the scriptural background and this altar to an unknown God and how people in Athens were worshiping something they didn't know. And he keeps returning to that phrase again and again throughout these teachings. You know, what you worship without knowing, this I proclaim to you. And, uh, and then he talks about, too, he kind of comes to the conclusion or draws the conclusion or leads us there to see that the reason Athens rejected the gospel largely wasn't so much because of theology, but because of anthropology. They had such a different view of the human person than the biblical scriptural, Judeo-Christian view of, of man, uh, that they, that's what really kind of formed the block. And I think we can say the very same thing about our own times, right? We stumble when we, we run into obstacles, and we're not sure how to handle those moments in which we encounter such a radically different view of humanity from what we hold as revealed by faith. And, and it's, so it's very interesting. John Paul II was constantly all about reordering our lives to our God. 
uh, friends, and, and, and finding our truth and our freedom there. You know, in 2000, to a sea of one million young people, he said, it is Jesus you seek when you dream of happiness. And he saw as he ushered in the world into this new millennium, he saw that the world was, was looking for, for joy, for peace, uh, for happiness in, in, in so many wrong places. And what he helped do uh, during his 26-year pontificate is to reorder the world back, you know, to, to be able to see that it is in God the one that we, the one that created us, that we can find who we are, because we are made in His image and likeness. We weren't made in the image and likeness of a wallet, you know. We weren't made in the image and likeness of our right. bank account. We were made in the image and likeness of our God. Therefore, if we're going to find who it is that we are, the meaning, reason, and purpose of our life, we have to turn towards Him. And again, uh, Jamie, as you point out, I don't think there's any better time to be able to reflect and read these these readings than now. Yeah, it's a great time, especially, you know, in the last week or two uh, where, where we kind of observed the, uh, the 15th anniversary of his death on April 2nd, that, you know, liturgically, right, he died on the vigil of the Divine Mercy. And, uh, you know, what an apostle of mercy he was uh, in every way. But it's, it's beautiful to see that for John Paul, and, and he kind of draws the rest of humanity with him, right, it's that how can we know what humanity is? How can we know what he is? if we don't look to the God in whose image he was created. So that's really the calling there. And, and then, then our dignity flows from that. Then we're not just talking fairy tales when we talk about the value of human life or anything else. Then we see the value of human life clearly. And it's really interesting because he, he quotes uh, a great deal from the documents of Vatican II. That's actually how this, uh, this work was dated we knew that he couldn't have written it before late 1965, right at the end of that year, because he quotes from documents that had just been released at the close of the Second Vatican Council. And you see here that John Paul was really a council father, and he was an enthusiastic council father, not in uh, kind of misguided ways, to be sure. But he was, um, he really saw himself standing at the threshold of a new age, of a new age of unbelief, of a new age of evangelism of a new age of really the church being present in the world in a way that the world could receive uh, the Christ that is the head of the church. How do we get the book? Well, you can go over to Amazon. Uh, you can go over to Ave Maria Press. We are shipping right now. And uh, you can go over to uh, Barnes & Noble as well. And, uh, you know, it's it's beautifully done, hardcover. These... these uh, uh, documents were, were was actually found handwritten in a drawer, and so we, we talk a little bit about that. We include some information about that, uh, and we try to preserve in this in this version, in this English version, um, not only the the content and the historical the, the importance of what he writes about, but also the historical importance uh, of when this was written and what this kind of signifies in his own uh, thought and development. Uh, as as a you know as a teacher of the church you can also go to divine treasures friends if they don't have it there they will order it for you jamie wolf senior editor at ave maria press thank you jamie for coming on great conversation this morning absolutely take care john and god bless happy easter you as well. That's Jamie Wolf, Senior Editor at Ave Maria Press, everyone. Coming up, Bo Bonner here in the second half hour. We're going to be talking to him about saints who battled the plague or saints who battled plagues and how it is that we can become saints, especially during this time as well. Don't miss Bo Bonner in the second half hour. John Leonetti in the morning right here on this Wednesday, April 15th. Thank you, friends, for being a part of the show today.
Thank you to all of our underwriters who underwrite our show. Dean Bell is one of them. Residential re-roofs and light commercial jobs. And I'll tell you, he's still out there. He's a busy man. 963-4494. 30 years in business for residential re-roofs all throughout Central Iowa. Thank you again for underwriting the show here in Iowa Catholic Radio. 963-4494. Father Andrew now with today's Gospel and Reflection. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. That very day, the first day of the week, two of Jesus' disciples were going to a village seven miles from Jerusalem called Emmaus, and they were conversing about all the things that had occurred. And it happened that while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them, but their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped, looking downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, said to him in reply, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know of the things that have taken place there in these days? And he replied to them, What sort of things? They said to him, The things that happened to Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, how our chief priests and rulers both handed him over to a sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. And besides all this, It is now the third day since this took place. Some women from our group, however, have astounded us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came back and reported that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who announced that he was alive. Then some of those with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women had described, but him they did not see. And he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets spoke. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. As they approached the village to which they were going, he gave the impression that he was going on farther. But they urged him, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And it happened that while he was with them at table, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. With that, their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, but he vanished from their sight. Then they said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he spoke to us on the way and opened the scriptures to us? So they set out at once and returned to Jerusalem, where they found gathered together the eleven and those with them who were saying, The Lord has truly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then the two recounted what had taken place on the way and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of the Lord These disciples are disappointed because Jesus wasn't victorious according to their overly simplistic and human standards. It's through scripture and the breaking of the bread that they come to a much better understanding of what Jesus really meant to accomplish. Even though it may not happen suddenly, those of us who truly love and know Jesus according to his intention and not ours and act accordingly will be better able to recognize him.
At Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, we try to give you all options and information that would affect the comfort of your home. Do you have an AC that is over 10 years old? Did you have trouble with your AC last year? Chances are high that your system is using an old style of refrigerant that's no longer made. So to go along with our regular $99 Gold Club membership, we're offering you a free leak search. So don't get caught hot and let Golden Rule make sure you are ready for summer. Go to GoldenRulePhD.com. Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Jesus said, On this day the very depths of my tender mercy are open. I pour out a whole ocean of graces upon those souls who will approach the fount of my mercy on this day. The Feast of Divine Mercy is Sunday, April 19th. Jesus offers us extraordinary graces on this special holy day. It is like a second baptism, a complete cleansing of our souls, a grace we will probably never fully comprehend. Divine Mercy Sunday, April 19th. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. For joining me today, friends, Bo Bonner coming up here in the second half hour talking about Saints who battled plagues. Now we can be Saints too during what we're facing here. Thank you to all those that are underwriting the shows here at Iowa Catholic Radio, especially Five Sons Naturescapes Landscape in Design. You know, they are a Catholic family. That's true and true. And they love their Iowa Catholic Radio, the Pew family. Thank you for underwriting the show. Five Sons Naturescapes Landscapes and Design. Uh, listeners for a long time as well. 493-1060, fivesonsnaturescapes.com. That's fivesonsnaturescapes.com. All right, let's get to it. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo, News and Sports. News and Sports with Mark Amadeo. Well, sir. Well, good morning, John. Happy uh, Wednesday to you. A little overnight snow, uh, touching the grass and getting everything a little uh, white again. So we're back to that beautiful type of weather. It does. If you got a camera, day to take pictures because uh, we got a little snow overnight. Less than an inch in most spots, but it created some fog this morning. We're dealing with that and some some slick spots or two. So, uh, thus the spring in Iowa. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter because I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> you just maintain that self quarantine and social distancing that you've been. Uh, well, we've all been doing for almost going on week what week number five right now. So yeah, you, know, you just keep doing that. 
all the days and weeks starting to, to kind of uh, crash together here. But uh, I don't know. I think there's light at the end of the tunnel. There is. Got to do it gradually, and uh, hopefully this will all uh, open back up uh, gradually and, and uh, do it the right way, as we want to do. Uh, I need an update from the Leonetti household, John. Uh, what's uh, what's going on with the Easter candy? Is it about uh, half gone, uh, three-fourths gone, or is it still there? Well, my wife discovered a, a new strategy when it comes to the Easter candy, and that is get the candy that I don't like for the kids, and uh, that has worked out well. So she's got uh, you know the, some candy that I don't normally eat, and, and so I, I'm more of a chocolate guy. Uh, she and the kids are kind of, you know, Skittles and the, the, that kind of sweet candy. So uh, I, I kind of stay away from that, which is helping my, my daily uh, intake of calories. Uh-huh. Sure. So that is a great strategy. The question I would have yeah. is if the candy you you don't like, the kids don't like it either, but they must they must like it. So you must have some different tastes there. I guess stay away from chocolate. We do. I'm I'm kind of uh, all in on you know the chocolate and the brownies and all that kind of stuff. And and the kids they they like the nerds and the you know the skittles and all that. So we're on different ends of the spectrum okay. there when it comes to candy. That helps. Yeah, I'm sure. Now. Has your wife taken down the caution tape that surrounds the kitchen that keeps you away? Is that still up? Well, I told her I was going to make the salmon last night. We had some salmon, and it was on sale and uh, made it. And all of a sudden, I, I come downstairs from showering after a workout, and, and it's already in the oven. So I've, uh, I guess I, I, I took the hint. That's awesome. Uh, do it while you're showering. That is awesome. She has got this down. We're gonna have to have her on the show. I want to interview her. I want to, uh, you know, one day we have our, our wives on. We'll start with yours first, and we'll do, I'll do an interview, and then you can interview mine, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll that'll make things go a little bit inter. That'll be a make it real interesting. If you can get my wife to be a guest on this show, that will be your first miracle in line for your canonization to be a saint someday. All right, we'll, we'll see how that works. I didn't even know I was being nominated for that kind of a, a feat. Uh, you know, that's that's the ultimate goal. But I didn't even know I was on the nominating uh, petition there. Great. I, I, she, uh, we may she's fine tucking herself away in a corner uh, when it comes. To, this is, I mean, this quarantine stuff. This is this is right up her alley. She loves this stuff. You know, I, I'm going I'm going crazy, and, and she's just having the time of her life right now because she doesn't have to you know leave the house or do it. It's incredible. Stay tuned, folks. It'll interview with uh, Mrs. Teresa Leonetti coming up here in the future. I can I can just see this happening. Mm. Yeah, it's the miracle, man. I'll tell you. <laughs> All right, well, let's get right to it this morning from the WHO-TV Channel 13 Weather Desk and meteorologist Megan Selwa, currently in Des Moines. At the Mercy One Studios, we have a dense fog advisory until 9 o'clock this morning for central Iowa, so be mindful of that. Along with slick roads, we did have snow overnight, about an inch of accumulation, so visibility and roads being slick make it for an interesting commute. Currently, we have cloudy skies and 24 degrees with that fog. Northwest winds at 5 miles per hour. That feels like temperature all the way down to 17 degrees this morning, and today we'll have that patchy fog give way to just cloudy skies today, a high of 44 degrees. Winds out of the west-northwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, cloudy skies, light snow showers are again possible, overnight low of 29 degrees. And then tomorrow, rain, and we could see snow south of Interstate 80 on your Thursday, a high of 42 degrees. And on Friday, partly cloudy and dry, high of 50 degrees. Weekend looking pretty good. Partly cloudy both Saturday and Sunday, highs in the lower 60s, so we have some pretty good weather to look forward to in the next several days. Well, in the news on this uh, Wednesday morning, Des Moines International Airport officials have closed a terminal, shut down services, and delayed projects to save money during the coronavirus pandemic. 
Now, about uh, 210 passengers and crew are traveling through the Des Moines International Airport each day, uh, down from highs of more than 8,000 passengers a day. Terminal A is now closed at the airport. All flights are going through Terminal C, and passenger traffic is down 95% uh, at the airport now. All airport restaurants are closed with the exception of Friedrich's Coffee, and just one of four economy parking lots remain open. In other news, uh, Iowa Governor Ken Reynolds had her daily coronavirus news update yesterday. The numbers released from the Iowa Department of Public Health include testing through yesterday, and they show that there are 189 new cases of the coronavirus here in the state of Iowa, with six additional deaths being reported. That brings a total number of uh, positive cases in the state of Iowa to just under 1,900, the total number of deaths in Iowa attributed to the coronavirus now stands at 49. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print, and all Iowa high school spring sports and activities have been suspended indefinitely. Uh, there's a chance that the spring sports could resume practicing on May 1st if schools can reopen. And those include girls and boys track, soccer, uh, golf, and tennis. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios here in Des Moines, we have a dense fog advisory till 9 o'clock this morning. Right now, fog and uh, 24 degrees with northwest wind at 5 miles per hour. And today, that patchy fog will give way to just cloudy skies, a high of 44 degrees. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your Wednesday morning. John Leonetti Show. Coming up, Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports, our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities, is sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are accident-free. Again, lots of construction happening, so if you're making that way out, just uh, look out for lane reductions and road closures. Follow the posted detour signs when you come upon those. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to your saint of the day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Today, Saint treated the family as one unit. Instead of splitting the education of children from the formation of faithful adults, he, he, he made sure to, to go at people at their level. Thus, Cesar de Bouze today was a well-educated Frenchman who, early in his career, chose the army over a literary career. For a short time, things went well in Cesar's life, and he quickly fell into sinful habits of fellow soldiers in Paris. However, when Cesar witnessed the St. Bartholomew Day massacres, where Catholic zealots killed scores of French Protestants, he was disgusted and became very upset. The event left him physically ill, and during his time recovering, he reviewed his priorities and his life. He decided to become a priest. Ordained in 1582, Cesar decided it was his calling to take on the pastoral work of teaching the catechism to ordinary people in France's neglected, rural, out-of-the-way places. The local bishops loved this effort as it combated heresy, not just among children, but inside the whole family as a unit. From these efforts grew a new religious congregation, the Fathers of Christian Doctrine. He was beatified in 1975. We ask today. Blessed Cesar de Bouze, to pray for us. Amen.
And a thank you to Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law for underwriting the Saint of the Day, experienced in wills and estate planning, 515-224-1776. That is 515-224-1776. Coming up, Bo Bonner right after this, talking about saints who battled plagues. Now, we can be saints too, especially during these times. Don't go anywhere. John Lee and Eddie in the morning, right here on this Wednesday, April 15th. Thank you to Blessman International for underwriting the show. I talked to uh, one of Doc's, Dr. Jim Blessman's, uh, people yesterday, and we're scheduling him to come on to talk all about how things have changed over there right now in South Africa, but also uh, the ministry, how they're adapting to this and still helping to feed so many thousands of young people and their families in Limpopo, South Africa. Blessmaninternational.org. Thank you for underwriting this show and all you do for us here at Iowa Catholic Radio. That is blessmaninternational.org. Your diocesan minute is right now. This is your news for the Diocese of Des Moines for Wednesday, April 15th. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. The Diocese of Des Moines is offering resources during this unprecedented time of the COVID-19 outbreak. Visit dmdiocese.org slash coronavirus to find spiritual resources, a list of parishes live-streaming mass, a list of family activities, and much more. Also, be sure to check out the Diocese of Des Moines Facebook page to watch Bishop Johnson's private Wednesday Mass live-streamed at 1210. On Sunday mornings, Bishop Johnson will also be sharing a video reflection of the day's gospel. Check out the April issue of the Catholic Mirror hitting mailboxes this weekend. You'll see a variety of perspectives from local Catholics working on the front lines in response to COVID-19, including doctors, pharmacists, truck drivers, and grocery store workers. We'd have brought priests in our diocese embracing new technology and find out how people are coping with the abrupt change to gatherings of no more than 10 people, including engaged couples set to be married this spring, and much more. Read these stories and much more in the April issue of the Catholic Mirror, hitting mailboxes this weekend. That's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. Listen to Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris Magruder Thursday mornings at 9 on Iowa Catholic Radio and on demand at iowacatholicradio.com and the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping. Clean up and restore outdoor living space with retaining walls, privacy fencing, pergolas, paver sidewalks, and patios. Issues with soil settling and water around the foundation and yard? Five Sons Naturescapes can grade and install drainage tile to help. Five Sons Naturescapes online at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Thank you, Caldwell Parish, for underwriting Iowa Catholic Radio. Conform to the wishes of the deceased and to Catholic liturgical burial traditions. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. CaldwellParish.com. At Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, we try to give you all options and information that would affect the comfort of your home. Do you have an AC that is over 10 years old? Did you have trouble with your AC last year? Chances are high that your system is using an old style of refrigerant that's no longer made. So to go along with our regular $99 Gold Club membership, we're offering you a free leak search. So don't get caught hot and let Golden Rule make sure you are ready for summer. Go to GoldenRulePHD.com. Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling.
Fisher, joining me today, friends. John Lee in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Appreciate you being a part of the show today here on this Wednesday, April 15th. For the time being, as we said, we're uh, broadcasting outside of the Mercy One studio. That's going to be the case now until uh, things are are lifted a little bit around the area, and that's okay. Uh, continue to stream live at iowacatholicradio.com. If you don't have the app, put it on your phone today. Just go to your app store, click, uh, well, Type in Iowa Catholic Radio, click download, and boom, it's easy. Two clicks and you are on anytime you want. Take it with you wherever you want to go. Well, Bonner, my guest today, uh, he is the co-president, or excuse me, vice president of the Newman Idea. How have things changed for the Newman Idea right now, Bo? Uh, well, good morning, John. Yeah, you know, we, uh, we're we praying a lot. <laughs> uh, we've been online. <laughs> uh, we, we've made the switch to, to doing online education and uh, I know a lot of people do Zoom and things like this, but uh, the Newman idea of being innovative, we're trying to do our best to, to use Zoom wrong in a healthy, wrong way uh, to try to get people and our students to uh, to, to see it as, as live and, and, and interactive as possible. And so we, we switched on pretty early to have our, our students in class uh, through Zoom, and uh, we're plowing ahead. And uh, it, it's nice to hear from all of them spread uh, throughout the United States and know they're safe and can focus on uh still improving their education uh so we've been pretty blessed we've had people who've uh, helped us out and donated to us and we really want to thank all the people who've prayed for us have donated to our cause it's a big deal right now especially for nonprofits. Um, we're talking today about uh saints who battled plagues and how we can be saints too during this time uh i, I didn't really give you a list i just said go really when it comes to these saints because i know you've spoken of a few of them before who's the first one that comes to mind um, I think one that's starting to climb in popularity, uh, per- particularly because he's the patron of uh, plagues, is uh, St. Roque or St. Rocco. It depends on how you spell his name, who's uh, an Italian uh, medieval saint, uh, very much evo- invoked with the bubonic plagues, uh, especially the second round of them in the 1400s. Um, but uh, St. Rocco uh, was known as, uh, he, he he was part of a rich family. In many ways, he's sort of, second St. Francis, as it were, where he, he was part of a rich family um, who he had a very pious mother. When they both passed away, they, they gave him all his their wealth, uh, but he immediately gave it away uh, to become a mendicant and, and came into the Italian towns in, in northern Italy who were experiencing a plague and began uh, healing them. And throughout the Middle Ages, he's just always been <clears throat> evoked as a patron uh, for plagues. Uh, but you get a lot of saints. You get St. Charles Borromeo, uh, St. Gregory the Great. Uh, there's the 14 Holy Helpers. That's 14 different saints that were evoked uh, for the, the, the cause against the plague. St. Michael. So there's a lot of saints that we might know of for other reasons that also were, you know, had a patronage for plagues because usually, like St. Charles Borromeo, there was a plague that happened where they were at when they were in charge. And they did something about it. So, uh, yeah, there's an entire list of people to invoke uh, against the plague. Why St. Michael? Well, St. Michael, of course, I think is against the plague of, uh, you know, the devil itself or the outbreak uh, of the rebel angels. So I think St. Michael, anytime you have uh, big guns uh, coming up with with huge civic problems, St. Michael is someone that you turn to. So, you know, that's sort of one end of the spectrum you have the cosmic armies fighting against uh, the armies of the devil and, and all that's bad and death. On the other hand, you have saints that people remember very specifically 
because of what they did in a particular place. Uh, I know for the Sisters of Mercy, uh, Sister Catherine McCauley is venerable, so she's not uh, technically a saint. But of course, she's held up in honor in the Church. And uh, the Sisters of Mercy had been barely formed for a few months um, in the 1830s when uh, all of a sudden, excuse me, the 1820s, uh, when the cholera epidemic that hit Ireland, the second great cholera epidemic, went through Ireland, and uh, the Dublin turned over a hospital to the Sisters of Mercy because they were so known for their, their care, especially for the poor afflicted by cholera. And their sort of prestige was because of their willingness to help out in this very particular way. So you get St. Michael in the heavens, you get people all over the world doing particular things for particular communities. Uh, we have a whole host of uh, communion of saints to appeal for, to pray for us. Yeah, I mean, I, I first one that comes to my mind, it's not a, a plague in the true sense of the term, but but, but uh, blessed Pierre Giorgio Forsati. You know, I when when uh, things like this broke out or, or things happen or illness, it, it it's interesting to me that when so many people are trying to run away, that the saints, they ran into it. They, they you know, got innovated, if you will, innovative, uh, if you will, and in, in, uh, going and helping um, when, when otherwise people just wouldn't. Well, I mean, there, there's two things immediately strike me about those very true statements, John, is on one hand, you know, this happened a lot in the past. And uh, to think about, um, it, it should give us pause to, to pray and be very thankful about modern medicine, that even when we have um, something like this novel virus that, mo that you know, the ne world's never seen, uh, that we're already arrayed to, to, to combat it in a way people in the past never were. So we should be always thankful for that. But in the second part, it's exactly right. Just like all of these priests, for instance, in Italy, something over 100 priests already have died because they've gone to their flock to be there um, in the midst of the coronavirus. Uh, that, that, that was replicated throughout the years in the Catholic churches. You, you start to think about how many great people, saints uh, among us, in the clergy, in the religious orders, the nuns, the sisters, and then even lay people like Pierre, uh, who willingly gave their life to be there at the moment when things were toughest. And, uh, you know, I've read quite a few articles now that, especially in Europe, where some of this, you know, like the Catholic Church, of course, has its up and downs and uh, difficulties in different societies, Um but that this really is starting to turn even some of the most anti-clerical states in Europe start to realize the willingness of, of the clergy and uh, the religious sisters to go into the fray and be there with people. And, uh, you know, we just got done celebrating. Uh, well, we're not done celebrating Easter. This is Easter week. We're supposed to celebrate all week. This is fresh in our minds, right, that Christ, by accepting death, defeated death. And that's what these saints do. They're, they're imitating their Lord, accepting death so that they might live forever and help us as communities live as well. Yeah, I am mean, the inspiring stories up and down the centuries, friends of, of the saints again going in, as both said, when otherwise people would uh, would run out. And, and this is another one of those times. I think of a team of priests right now that are in Chicago, uh, the archdiocese there that are signing up to, to go and give last rites uh, to people that are dying of coronavirus. And 
um, uh, to anoint them. It's it's really a, an interesting thing. Of course, there's an application process. You know, you got to be under a certain age to be able to do it. But uh, nonetheless, you know, I thought to myself, would I do some something like that? Um, and, and you see these bouts of um, of heroic love, heroic charity uh, in 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 our world today. And uh, maybe you, and maybe I, maybe our story can be up there with them. Bo Bonner, what do you got coming up on the show? Uh, we have uh, all-star guest Brandon McGinley, who uh, writer, uh, you know, out with Pittsburgh. Uh, he's going to be on the show, and we're going to be talking, you know, obviously about uh, a society that works at breakneck speed, and that's what we're used to. So, what, what does the Catholic Church talk about? Uh, how we how we slow down, especially when uh, nature intervenes and makes us slow down. All right, Brandon McGinley uh, coming up at nine or excuse me, ten o'clock in the morning, ten o'clock in the evening. Bo and Bud, uh, they are hosts of the Uncommon Good here in Iowa Catholic Radio. Talk to you soon, Bo. God bless. Thanks, John. All right, thanks so much for coming on today, friends, and and listening, especially during this time. I know many of you might not find yourself listening in the car anymore, but you're listening on your phone or streaming on the computer. Great. Happy to have you. Whatever way possible, make sure to tell your friends and family to do so as well. We'll be on here every weekday morning from 7 to 8. Iowa Catholic Radio is with you every weekday and weekend, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We ain't going anywhere. Deacon Tony, would you give us your blessing? Oh, God, protector of all who hope in you. Bless your people. Keep them safe. Defend them and prepare them that free from sin and safe from the enemy, they may persevere always in your love. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today, friends. Back on tomorrow, I'm John Linetti. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. Just to know you and to make you known Construction, Five Sons Nature Scapes, and Blessman International.